What's up, everybody? Uh, today we're here with Carlos Nava after his 8-0 win uh, with the Golden Boy. And you're moving on up. <laughs> yes, sir. It was a six-round TKO. Um, I, what, do you, what do you think... What do you think that does for you getting another TKO win uh, versus if it was another decision? Like, where, what, is, what does it does do for you as a boxer? I say, like, just on paper, it kind of, like, blew me on the rankings. Got me higher than what I expected. But um, overall, even if I would have got, like, decision instead of TKO, still would have been, you know, got my rounds in. You know? yeah. So I don't think it really mattered. But, you know, I ended it in fashion, so on to the next one, so I think. Yeah, especially getting a uh, six-round finish, like, is really impressive also. Because that shows that not just, because uh, most people, like, a first-round knockout can happen just like that. Yeah. But getting a finish that late into the fight just shows that no matter what, you're always dangerous, and you're always in the shape to be able to do so. You know, so I thought that was pretty freaking cool you were able to do that. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. So I don't think... Uh, we've been able to really discuss like what you've been working on as well when it comes to you know you made a recent move to Los Angeles which mm -hmm. is pretty freaking cool um, right there at Brickhouse Boxing Club right mm -hmm. and yeah. so uh, I know you're getting a lot of good work in and stuff so, like who so who are you working with over there um, I was working with Coach Brian he's a four time champion world mm -hmm. champion um, working with Julian he gives me some tips my coach Joey and just um, some of the other boxers like Kareem, Scrappy. You know, I see Zerto train. You know, get tips off that. You know, yeah. just kind of visualize. And some um, some other fighters, and got you know uh, strength conditioning coaches over there helping me out, trying to level up. You know, I'm just trying to elevate. Yeah. Even if it's just like little, little, like I'm just keep going up higher. Right. And so uh, I guess working with them. So like with when it comes to like game plans and how you fight, do they? <laughs> Uh, and you're also doing a lot of things differently like we talked about a little bit about is like you were able like to fight in the pocket uh, like really well this time as well because mm -hmm. you're, you're able to keep everybody at the end of your punch and yeah. stuff and so like you're able to get in there and stuff against uh, your recent opponent and so um, like working with these guys like have they been able to try to like get you to like box how you want to box or is there usually like, a game plan going into these fights now? No um, I mean I know how to box like I have that in my toolbox, yeah. but we kind of like practice on more of like that pressure fighting. Right. So kind of like being a hunter instead of being hunted, you know? Right. Just pushing forward, like inspiring. We try to like push the, the opponent, you know, like we try to go for him. And I think that's what I was slacking in my toolbox. And I kind of like added that in my toolbox now. Yeah. So this fight in my last fight in Mexico, I think I pretty much kind of hunted my opponent. Right. So since I got that in my toolbox, I kind of want to adapt now. So... Depends with who I have in front of me. If I want to box, or I'm a box. If I want to like pressure him, then I'm a pressure him. So it's just good to have whatever I need, you know, in that time. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much what we worked on. And inside fighting, I guess you could say I'm starting to slow things down. We're like kind of like see more windows and pick my shots than than just going crazy, you know. Right, right. It's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, do you think at any point you'll work on like counter striking, where you just kind of hang back? Uh, wait, wait for a counter. I think for sure, like in the elite level, I'm definitely gonna work on that. Um, I kind of, kind of like the the pressure fighting, like you know, like hunting them down. Yeah. I, know, I fell in love with that that art of boxing, but I'm always gonna be a boxer because I, I like that. I got that range and that speed, you know. Right. 
And I don't, I don't think there's any, like, typical Mexicans that, like, like to, like, a shoulder roll or, like, you know, just boom, boom, boom. I like doing that, so. Yeah. Did we, I was, uh, this randomly came to mind, but did we ever tell you about the time that, like, when us, we were talking with some of my friends and we were like, hey, how should, uh, you know, like, we were talking about ideas to kind of grow our brand. And they told us to let you punch us in the face. <laughs> yeah. Like, you should let that dude, that boxer hit y'all. And that was the dumbest fucking thing I've ever been told. Yeah. But, yeah. I just Cause, I like. I'll let an MMA fighter hit me in the face. Oh, that's fine. I don't care. Boxers, nah. <laughs> that, like you've been, you've been training how to punch since you're how old? Eight, right? Eight like that's yeah. It's more than just throwing your hands around. MMA fighters, some of them, that's how they are. They just throw their hands around. Like they do it in combinations, sure. But boxing, you do it long enough, it becomes an art, and you're definitely someone who's done that. And I'm, I'm not trying to let you punch me in the nah, face. Bro, I'm fucking chilling, dude. Yeah, my arms are deadly weapons. I can tell. But yeah, <laughs> I've seen you punch people, and they just don't know what to do with you after that. They just. But uh, so uh, going back into kind of with your training and stuff, so what what is strength and conditioning kind of like over in California versus over in Houston? Uh, it's, it's almost the same. Yeah. More, uh, I'll say more explosive a bit in Cali because um, my strength and conditioning coach, he has knowledge in like um, kind of like Olympic training. So it's mm-hmm. like we're doing a lot of uh, explosive workouts. But I'm not really like trying to get stronger. It's more like that torque, you know, like yeah. That, yeah. that just pop, that, you know. The ability to send the punch mm-hmm. rather than throwing it, I guess. Yeah, because it's like the punch they don't see coming, you know, it's going to yeah. hurt the most and a strong punch. Right. That's something I like to work with uh, whenever I'm like helping, coaching one of my friends or something. Um, it's like I want them to learn control. That way they can pick the shot that has the power behind it so mm-hmm. you can sit there and set up that shot better. Yeah. And then the second you see the opening, you just Boom. put everything yeah. into it real fast. That's I'm a fan of that. I'm yeah, my coach said is like, just soften up the guard, like you know, just poke, 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 and once you see that opening, just swam it right through. Yeah. yeah. Do you think? Um, do you think that like light sparring with no gloves is a good way to learn that? Uh, light sparring with what? No gloves. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, more like um, just like staying like in the pocket, you know. Mm-hmm. And like when you're sparring and like touching, just, you know, just touch, touch, touch. And it's kind of like changing up your rhythm, you know, like you, yeah. know, you just got one rhythm. You just change it up, boom, or like speed it up and slow it down and speed it up. It's kind of like a shot placement, you know, yeah. placing your shots. It's like uh, there's a fighter named Michael Page. He's uh, in Bellator. He's an MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of how he is, like his rhythm. He, he usually hits you with just a lot of ones, like just one punch here and there. But it's always like. It's always going to land. And then whenever he does start doing combinations, there's never like a real rhythm to it. It's always just like this punch he saw was going to land, so he threw it. And then this punch, and then this kick, and then this. But it's always like a weird rhythm of like boom, 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 boom. Like it's never like, I don't know makes sense to me when i say it but now that i say it out loud i feel stupid (laughs) um but yeah he's he's really good and he's um he's what is dean thomas is a coach he's i think he calls it like an artist he's like if there's a difference between a fighter and an artist when you have an artist go in there let them be creative let them find the shots that work for them Mm -hmm. and then find the rhythm that works for them and then kind of kind of coach them into doing that better but let them do their thing mm-hmm. and i feel like with that mindset of 
trying to find trying to disrupt your own rhythm to land a better shot i feel like that works a lot that's what i was trying to do my last fight i was trying to like i was trying to find my distance on him you know because he was short but like he had long arms so i was like trying to find my jab and him being a lefty like i couldn't really use my jab as much as i wanted to had that right so i had to find the distance and then i had to change up my rhythm sometimes because he kept he wanted to time me off that left you know yeah so I had to change up my rhythm, and then once I found that rhythm and that distance, then it was over. So yeah, and uh, you you adjusted really really well to for to against southpaw as well. I've seen a lot of people struggle against southpaws, mm-hmm. but it was like I, when I saw the guy go out southpaw, I just thought I was like that guy's just right in range for Carlos's right hand. <laughs> yeah, I was like God, man. But it was a great fight though to to really talk about that as well, man. Like um, like I was texting Zach about it where I was watching it and um. It seems like a lot of people just like they go in there, they kind of see you because you still look young and shit, you know. Yeah. And so they go in there like, oh, okay, we'll see, we'll see what this kid can do. And the second that you get, you touch them up a little bit, or you do something to fuck with their rhythm, like they they just don't know what to do with you after. Like mm-hmm. they just look so they look confused, pretty much. They look lost. And so like, um, whenever that happens, or is it always like a, in that situation? Of course, like you're in the fight, you take them serious and everything. But mm-hmm. is it more of just like you're just waiting for that moment, just to be like, all right, I, I just want to take you out now. I'd say yeah. Um, I usually choose like when, kind of. I don't know. You could like kind of tell, or like from yeah. their body language, or like their face or their eyes, like yeah, they kind of like die off. Like they don't want to be there anymore, you know. Yeah. So and when that happens, that's when I start putting more pressure, and they start to break down. And then when I'm ready, I just unload my punches that I want to unload. But, like, yeah, it happened last fight and the fight before that. I kind of right. noticed it where, like, their body language just kind of, like, died off. And that's kind of when I up my, my body language. Yeah. Yeah. The, my energy. The one in Mexico, that was very prominent. Like, as soon as that guy started shutting down, you jumped on him every oh, yeah. time. It was very, it was very good. Uh, the the last guy, would you say he made it a little harder to have a moment to jump on him? Uh, yeah, because he either, like, went back, right that left, or, like, he just turned out. or like and Yeah. And that's when I started, like, to kind of cut it off. Like, towards the middle of the rounds, I started cutting off the ring more. And actually, when Mexico, I learned a lot off that fight. I learned to not just jump in, you know. I, I should have picked my shots more, and that's what I did towards the end, you know. Yeah. So I kind of learned off that fight a lot, too. And so was it cool having uh, Mar- Marlena Sparza? That's her name, right? Or, yeah, Marlena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it was that pretty cool outcome in first full circle. Her, she's commentating your fight. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, she came backstage for the fight and like asked me some questions, and we caught up because I I used to train with her, you know. Right. And we just caught up, and it was a good talk. She asked some questions about me, like how training was, and checked up on me. So she said she was gonna commentate. So I was like, hey, yes, you know, got got her on my side, <laughs> and we're from both Pasadena, so right. It was a plus for me. And so yeah, whenever uh, she was speaking a little bit about that, and she was like, "I've known him since he was a kid." I was like, "That's crazy, <laughs> yeah. man!" Like, so it gives me right there. Now, you, now you get to show her like, where you're at now as an adult and all that, because she's doing well as well. Uh, she also, well. she just won that belt, that championship. Yeah, and so she's she's doing a lot of good stuff, and then she also commentated, uh, "What's that, Scrappy's fight as mm-hmm. well?" And so we, t- I remember I, she had said uh, something funny. She was like, yeah, "Hopefully, he whatever bedazzle he has outside of the ring, he brings in." Then gets that knockout after that. It sends that dude out of the ropes, and I was like, "Well, I mean, both uh, both people she was going for ones. So that was pretty cool." <laughs> but also commentating, it's like, hard, like you, you gotta be as unbiased as you can. But it's hard whenever you have two people from Pasadena, Texas, fight. Uh, you know, like right yeah. there in the same room. So speaking of Pasadena, termite boxing. Termite you ever, boxing. You ever want to work with him? 
uh, I would if he like wants to cut a check, you know. Just <laughs> well, yeah, I'm more of uh, like you ever want to like go to their fights. Oh yeah, I'll go. I'll go for sure. Check him out, and he actually uh, followed me on Instagram and kind of like showed love. You know, liked all my posts yeah. and stuff. I think he does want me to follow his cards, but I'll definitely go check it out. You know, I want to go That'd check cool. out the next fight up June seventeenth. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of my people fighting on that card. Who do you have? Ray Tlaib. Yeah. Um, Jesse Garcia. I think Carmen's on that one too. Okay. Yeah, Carmen. Yeah. June seventeenth. June seventeenth. So, so many dates, man. So many I know, fights. I know. Yeah, I'm actually, out. I'm off that weekend too. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't. I don't know if I'm on. I have no idea. Uh, I know we have Hayden's fight on June twelfth. Um. I need to get you to come to some of these MMA fights. Yeah, I need to. No, I think Jesse's on the other card, the one that we talked about. Mm-hmm. The uh, like cross. Yeah, the cross cross MMA promotion one. Yeah, yeah. He's on that. He think he's the main event on that one. Wait, oh yeah, Garcia. Right, 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 right. Yeah. What promotions yes. is that fight under? P P C S or something. J P S. J P C S. I know it's like here in Houston. Okay, I'm gonna have to look into that a lot then, so we can definitely try to make yeah. it out to that. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think MMA is like during the day and yeah. boxing at night. I think. Oh, okay, I see what you're talking about now. Yeah. Then, uh, so now that you've been training over there at uh, Breakhouse Boxing, um, how quick did you gravitate towards that gym whenever you went out there with Jordan to uh, to start training out there? Um, it was actually really quick. You know, um, liked all the coaches and they made it feel like home. You know. Mm-hmm. The first time I went out there with Coach Jordan, uh, I got some sparring in, got some hand passes with the coaches, some training, and they liked me, you know, they seen my potential. They, they said I had to sharpen some tools up, which I, I think they were right, you know? Right. And so I kind of made the decision, like, I kind of need to get out of here and, like, focus and, like, kind of, like, get uncomfortable to, like, to, you know, to elevate. Right. So I did that, you know, so I'm going over there for every camp, and I just want to elevate and... We go like on team runs on the weekend. We do hikes. We full on training. I can I do like three workouts a day sometimes. Another day's two two times. What's wrong with you, dude? Take a break. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm taking a break right now. Like, I'm on vacation right now. Not really, but I went to Coach Jordan's this morning. So yeah, still putting in work even so, on your time off. Yeah, yeah, I gotta stay ready. You know. Yeah, I mean that's when it matters the most, though. You yeah. know. So. The, the th- good thing is that you're still young. You know, you gotta take when you're young. You get a do more than what you can when you're older, you know? Yeah. So you take advantage of it. Yeah, reap what you sow, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I know that you also, you really enjoy nature, you enjoy hikes and stuff like oh, that, yeah. so is that nice going out there and be able to do that? It actually was, like, the nature out there is way yeah. different, you know? Just yeah. the mountains, the the ocean, yeah. the beaches, it's all different. Have you been thinking about taking a trip up northern Cali to go to Yosemite? I actually thought about it. I thought about going, like, to Sacramento and all that. I have family out there, so. Okay, that'd be perfect, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, what's that? Uh, I know that you, what's like, this is something we don't really talk about just because we, we hate all this celebrity boxing going on, honestly. Yeah. But um, some guy that uh, his name is a uh, YouTuber's name is iDubs, and Zach got me into him. He's pretty funny. But he actually did a charity boxing event with a bunch of YouTubers and like paid for all their training and stuff. I was like, no, if y'all are going to do this, we're going to do it right. Mm-hmm. It actually wasn't bad, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, for the most part, you could tell they were people who aren't athletes, mm-hmm. let alone boxers. But they went out there and they looked good for people who had just started. And a lot of them like went out there and they 
It was a full-on fight. Every single one of them went after yeah. it, and none of them slowed. Well, they would slow down, but yeah. none of them, like, backed down. It was yeah. pretty freaking cool. Like, yeah, this one dude, cool. uh, his name's Ryan McGee. He went out there, got his nose broken, and just kept going forward. And I was like, dude, you're not even a fighter. You're just some goofball on the internet. Yeah. But that was, I was, like, I'm proud of them. I well, thought yeah, that was yeah, pretty freaking it, cool. It was, it was pretty cool. Like, you have time to check it out. Because, like, he had even said, uh, he's like, I don't like these YouTubers just trying to do a cash grab. He's like, this is a serious sport. You know, we're just making a mockery of it and stuff. He's like, people have died in this shit. So he's like, I'm going to try to make this as legitimate as I can. He's like, I don't want to, I want to do them justice, you know? Mm-hmm. He's like, and so I thought it was pretty cool, man. And he, he had a good fight as well against, um, you know, Dr. Mike is. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. I didn't know who he was either. He's dude. the sexiest doctor alive. Yeah. That's what they called him. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's just the super in shape uh, doctor who has a YouTube channel and something he does in his um, when when he's like training and stuff he he does boxing. Mm. Um, so now he this was his him trying to actually box and he didn't look bad. He's the one that fought Idubs. Idubs is like how he was talking earlier about like a, a Call of Duty lobby kid. Yeah. That's Idubs is just a skinny dorky dude who runs his mouth a lot. Oh fucking shit! Yeah, but he's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and he he took it real serious. He put on a bit of weight. He went and got LASIK surgery. Yeah. Um, and he's he's already talking about doing it again. And he said that it, uh, his next opponent he wants him to be a little bit more his size and proportions because Doctor Mike's pretty jacked compared to him <laughs> but it, it was cool though man it was cool to see um you know so, uh, the, the only influencers i guess uh, actually give the respect to the sport that it should get you know mm-hmm. and so i think it's kind of rare now because you have all these dudes just going for cash grabs now because he had to what other thing he couldn't find an opponent because all the guys he was wanting to fight they wanted to make like millions off of going in there and shit and it's like you have no experience with even making millions off this man but um yeah it was pretty dope so if you want to check it out i highly recommend it but at what point do you think that, or do if ever, if would, first off, would you ever, and then if you would, at what point would you ever do something like that, like an exhibition fight, like Probably like towards, a celebrity? Say towards the end of my career. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would do. It. Did you ever do like a charity boxing event? I would. Yeah. Yeah, I want. I really want to give back to like the sport. I see all like these um, young boxers. They, uh, they kind of get like sucked into like the sharks of boxing you know yeah and i'm like i don't like i don't fuck with that you know that uh that's that side of the boxing right so i really want to help them out and like eventually like when i get to that point i want to like protect them and do what i can yeah have you t- thought about getting into your own uh your own management like this like uh your own i guess pretty much doing that just like your own management like uh production or something like that to work with these some of these young um, fighters yeah i would definitely like create my own management and like pick up some some fighters you know mm-hmm. help them out or at least sponsor them you know that's right. what I would do because I mean especially going from Houston to California and then knowing guys like Jordan Leeson as well it's like mm-hmm. it helps you network out a lot so you can find that talent and I'm sure you have an eye for that talent oh, as yeah, well oh yeah for sure for sure I would definitely do that um not only in boxing but I think I would do it in, for every sport yeah you know get back and also speak to them and speak wisdom to them yeah for sure would you ever do a, uh, like, a, again, it's one of those questions, but uh, if we there was this fight recently, it was a half MMA, half Muay Thai, yeah. so there's an MMA fighter who's like a legend, and then this Muay Thai fighter who's a legend. 
um, the first round was Muay Thai rules. The second round was MMA rules. And then it would, it would switch off. Mm-hmm. Would you ever do something like that? Where like bo- one round is boxing. The second round is MMA. That's crazy. Um, I don't know. Depends how much I'm getting paid. <laughs> what if like, right? what if like golden boy set up a card like that? And it was like, like say Oscar De La Hoya's promoting it really big. And then him and, Say him and Dana White were like, let's set let's set something up finally. Let's do a cross promotion card, and Dana White takes some people from one of his shows, or maybe even just hit the UFC roster. and And Oscar De La Hoya is like, hey, you're one of our up and coming guys. I want you to, I want you to be on this card. So the first first round is going to be like that. Second round is going to be MMA. That's scary. Would you do it? It's and it's it's Golden Boy. It's going to be a big check. It's going to be on TV. It's a big if it's, in, if it's in the millions, I would. Millions? It's not in the millions. I ain't stepping into it. I, don't, yeah, yeah. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But yeah, no, that's what... Uh, who, who? I think Triller does something like that, though, now. They, really? they, they have boxers and MMA fighters. And it's Shannon Briggs. You know Shannon Briggs? Yeah. Uh, Shannon Briggs will get some boxers. And Rampage Jackson, a MMA fighter, he, um, Big Hugh, he'll, he'll get his guys... Like, he'll get some MMA fighters, and they'll do pretty much a boxing fight, but it's all you can clinch. Mm-hmm. Though in the in the fight, so you can fight in the clinch because they want to at least make it fair for the boxers and the MMA fighters and stuff. And um, who was that dude that fought Premier? Was it in Pulev? Um, they fight in a triangle too. They don't fight in a ring because they they want as much action as they can I, get. I think I heard about it. Yeah, um, I think his his name was like Vladimir Pulev. Uh, is it mainly Pudu. boxing though? Like, <laughs> that? Yeah, mainly it's, boxing? It's, yeah, it's mainly boxing. It's MMA fighters. Like obviously they, they yeah. I mean they've never really boxed and shit. And see, I would definitely do that. Yeah. I would do that, dude. Uh, and I know Triller pays their people good. I don't know how the hell they manage it, but like they they, they pay their fighters pretty well, man. And uh, believe he fought Frank Mir, who's a former UFC heavyweight champion, and he, I, he hit him so fucking hard. Yeah. Like uh, Frank Mir looks like he was about to like he he looked like he was drunk and about to throw up. Like, like you know how in cartoons when someone gets hit and they walk around, all, yeah. that's what he did yeah. for a while. Yeah. And then the ref like was standing in front of him waving it off, and he was still just like falling against the that's ropes. Crazy. And I'm yeah. like, oh my god, dude. Yeah, no, it was bad, man. Mike Perry fought on that card. Mike yeah. Perry's a character, so he like is the epitome of Florida man. Mm-hmm. Like if you expect what a guy from Florida is like, that's it. <laughs> and shit, he's just like he lives like Grant. Like if Grant Auto was like his lifestyle, that's what he does. But um, he's something else, though, dude. And so, uh, but being back home, though, so like, how much has that meant to you? You know, uh, getting to see your family again and stuff like that. It means a lot to me. Probably uh, more than anything else. Like, like I don't really care about money right now. Mm-hmm. It's more about the well. Well, I really want the belt. You know, that's what right. I care about. But I noticed that family is like the most precious thing on this planet. You know? Yeah. And time can't get back time. So, being back, I'm like really happy. You know, I was, I was a little homesick, but I'm like I say little, but like I miss home a lot. You know. Right. Just the people and like you feel just comfortable at home. You know. Right. Yeah. Felt good to get back. Nice to be able to sleep in your own bed again. Mm-hmm. Kind of like recharging. Recharging my batteries. You know. Yeah. For the next couple of fights. And so, when do you head back? Probably gonna head back either mid or end of June. Okay. And try to get a fight in July. And then from there, maybe I want to get eight fights total this year. That's my goal. Yeah, because you're 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 creeping up with ten and zero right now. Yeah, yeah. That's, you'll be ten and zero before the yeah, year's yeah. over for sure. sure. Ten and zero is a milestone, huh? Yeah. Kind of don't see it as a milestone. It's like right there, but yeah. Really is. Well, what do you consider a milestone then? 
I'll say 15 to 20, like, in yeah. between that gap. Yeah. And hopefully by then I'll have a belt. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, I think it's crazy that, like, there are some boxers, like Montana Love, he's only got 15 fights, but he's making millions already. Mm-hmm. He and is. he's fighting on, like, big pay-per-view cards. And the sponsors that he gets? Yeah. Or, like, who like, else? Like, Lomachenko, same thing. That mm-hmm. he's making that shit. Like, whenever he made his boxing debut, it was a big deal. I think he fought for a title right, right off the bat. He did, yeah. Yeah. What do you think the difference is? I think it's, like, management or promotion or... Like, uh, what do you mean? Like, like where where he's at? Like, so when he was like ten and zero, probably wasn't making millions yet, but he was up there. And then Lomachenko. by the time he's fifteen and zero, Lomachenko, Montana Love, oh. any of those kind of guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, since they they were able to get on like a good platform that early, they were able to create that fan base and like just like people would come and pack pack out the arena for them. You know. Yeah. It was just their character and like persona as a fighter i think what brought the people in like uh what's what's amanda serrano's record she's she's got a good amount of fights i think she's got like 40 fights oh, okay 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 yeah i was so, just curious because her, her name came to mind i think the last uh not the last fight she had but the one before that i think was on the same card as as montana, uh, montana right? love yeah and so uh did you happen to catch that fight with katie taylor and, i did yeah that was a good fight. it was a good fight man. Was a good fight actually i thought I thought um, Amanda, right? Yeah. I thought she won. Yeah, a lot of people felt that way too. Yeah. But man, Katie Taylor's something special though. She is special. Yeah, I mean, she's been doing it for a while too. I like Eddie Hearn. I think he's a great promoter as well. So he he did yeah. a good job and shit. More like working with that and, but uh, it's like they kept talking about it and that's why I was surprised. I know I was telling Zach about it that a lot of people didn't really know about that fight because. Not often do you see pound for pound, especially pound for yeah. pound. They have one and two gonna they're gonna have a fight, you know, being that close in weight and stuff like that. You think um, like Clarissa Shields should have just like came with a steel chair or something, made a triple threat <laughs> match. That would've been interesting. That would've been real interesting. But yeah, what she's do you, a beast. Yeah, dude. What What do you think about um, her stuff? Like, what's going on with her with MMA? Do you think she should stay with it or? Or should she kind of just go right back to boxing or what? Because she's done everything you can do in boxing. She has, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like she should go where. She should go where the money's at, so yeah. that way it sets sets her life up, you know. Right, right. I don't think she should do it for like the fans. I think she should do it for her. Yeah. Well, she's with PFL and PFL. If you, if she ever joins in their tournament, or not the tournament, but in their season, um, the winner gets a million dollars, and then you get paid each fight. Yeah. Um, so by the end of it, you could have like. 1.2 it's pretty good yeah. and yeah. it's it's like what is it like three four months something, something like, like that, that yeah pretty quick turnaround for fights but the that uh, girl fight you're talking about serrano mm-hmm. and katie right yeah i think that was, they each got like three to four million yeah that was, was a lot of money yeah there's a lot of money dude like in one night in one night yeah plus they got sponsors yeah endorsements and all that all that that's like that's that just shit. yeah that's just the report of payout that's not even the whole thing that they might have got and stuff and I know like Tyson Fury I guess he's he's finally stepping away mm-hmm. and shit but he wants to fight Francis Ngannou which is the UFC heavyweight champion exposition was yeah. it a boxing he, well, he wants to do like a modified rules boxing okay. and stuff and I don't think Ngannou should box him but Ngannou has crazy power though yeah like he, he wants that that payday though yeah oh yeah, yeah. yeah. UFC, like, UFC wouldn't pay him UFC fucked him over yeah. I think but yeah, yeah I feel pretty strong on that yeah they I, they I don't even understand why you would 
do one of your biggest stars that way. It doesn't make sense to me. Plus, he's a nice guy. Yeah. I I don't get it. But yeah, no, they talked about it. He wants to fight. Um, yeah, he he wants to fight uh, Tyson Fury, and they want to do a modified rules, but. How do you modify rules to make it fair for both of them, though? You know, there's no way. Yeah, because you have one guy who's like you have Naganu who's hits hard. Uh, he even if he hits harder than Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury is a boxer. You know, like he's he's gonna move. Yeah, he's gonna move give right him, out. Of the give way. him a smaller ring. Yeah, smaller ring. Smaller yeah, ring. and so but then again, Tyson Fury is also a bare knuckle boxer too. You know. Yeah, I'm just so, saying. Yeah, I think that I think that's the only only thing you can do that makes it fair without really making it unfair for Tyson Fury. Yeah. Not that Tyson Fury needs very much. Yeah. I mean, that dude's huge, man. Yeah, he's, he's going to be all right. Who's that? Um, I know Andy Ruiz is talking about fighting this uh, famous kickboxer, Tyron Sprung. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know whatever happened in that fight. But it made me think about Shannon Briggs tried kickboxing. You know that? Did you yeah, ever I see saw that? that. He, well, uh, I saw it, yeah. They asked, uh, they asked uh, Shannon Briggs at a kickboxing match, and he was on Joe Rogan's podcast talking to him about it, and they asked him something, and he, um, what did he do? He's like, so how was it, you know, taking your first kick? And he's like, honestly, the second he kicked me, I knew I was going to knock his ass out. Because there's no way I could take more of those. Yeah. And Sh- Shannon Briggs knocked him the fuck out, like, really quick after. And so, um, I guess, uh, really, I will, I'm getting really off topic, but to get, <laughs> to get back on to you, though, um, so I guess getting into like you know your next fights, have you like what what are some things that you know that you're really looking forward to do? Mm, I really look forward to like jumping the rankings. So yeah, if it's like taking like step up fights, and I don't mind doing that. Yeah, um, I really want about by like in my 24 years, I'm about to turn 24 in a couple days. I think June, yeah. June 6. Okay. So like I want to strap either 24, but for sure by 25, my first boat. Yeah. Or two belts, whatever I can do, and then, you know, get as many belts as I can at 35, and then I want to jump to 140, because I plan to retire at a like young age, like my early 30, mm-hmm. and then you know from there I just want to transition to like someone else, you know, right? See what else I can do. So what what is some stuff that you would kind of like to get into? Uh, for sure, want to be a motivational speaker for mm-hmm. like the youth, you know? Yeah. Want to give back. Um, I really want to do some music. I want to jump into that. I want to like have my own art studio and like do something with other artists, and maybe you know do some some expositions with like other YouTubers. And because yeah. I plan to have my own YouTube channel here in a minute, I just don't know when. And I want to create my documentary and shit like that, you know. Yeah. So if I gotta fight a YouTuber, I'll fight a YouTuber. <laughs> Hopefully you don't have to fight a YouTuber. What's it called? Because um, hey, it's I, a payday. Huh? It's a payday, and I'll beat them up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you'll beat the shit out of that dude. Whoever it is. Um, Bro, we just we'll get big enough, and then you'll fight me. And like, <laughs> I'm not gonna do anything to you. You don't gotta worry about that. We could do it. Have you seen that shit where that dude in the Spider-Man costume fought Batman and Robin? I have seen that. No, he beats dude, the shit out of him. It's hilarious. It's so funny though. We could do something like that. Just tell us your favorite superhero and shit. And the Flash. The Flash. 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 <laughs> uh, they fucking, you can be the Flash, and we'll just like do a mul- cross cross multiverse or cr- uh, cross universes and shit. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's um, that's, that's cool though. I, I I'm excited to see what's gonna come out of all that too as well. And there's a lot of video editing that happens in California also. A lot of mm-hmm. people are good with that kind of stuff, you know. I think it's I think it's smart also to start do- documenting what's going on in life now so you can at least like go back to those things and talk about those things oh, too. Oh yeah, for sure. And so yeah. 
You know, Jordan Plutine makes music. He does. Oh, that's, heard? I heard. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, you should uh, collab with let him. him. Let him get you a verse. I probably you should. Him. Oh, I was. This is actually what I was thinking of. Uh, last time he posted some, he posted one of his songs on a story after his fight. Yeah, I remember. And then I was thinking, like, man, someone needs to pay him to make you an intro song, like a walkout song. That'd just just cool. where he's like singing about you in Spanish or <laughs> rapping about you in Spanish and then give you, well, Hey, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of, a lot of fighters who do that. And so like, what if you did that? And then like you get a verse on it, like John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> just walk out just to the camera, just with a, with a chain around your neck. I would, I would do that. Like, like a chain link though. That'd be freaking great. Just bring that gimmick back and shit. But yeah. But uh, yeah, because the other way we were watching, we were watching that dude Tiago Silva we were telling you about, mm-hmm. and he has, um, he's from the favelas in Brazil. Like he came up pretty hard. Like he learned how to fight just so he could fight his dad from stop beating his mom and him. Mm-hmm. And he choked his dad out, and then he was homeless for like four years after that. He ran away. Yeah. He ran away when he was, I think it was when he was thirteen. He choked his dad out when he was thirteen, and then he ran away, lived on the streets till he was eighteen, and then a um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu coach caught him stealing fruit or like food from a stand and like he caught him and told him like where are your parents and he's like I'm homeless and so he's like all right you're gonna come live at the gym with me but you're gonna train and that's how and you're gonna work your work your way into being a good person and then basically just from there he loved the sport and got into MMA really quick crazy story yeah it's nuts dude so have you thought about uh, posting like your uh, your official prediction for your fight to try to hype it up a little bit? Mm, no, I haven't thought about that. No, mm. we'll edit that out so it seems like it was your idea then. <laughs> so what are you what are you trying to do? You said you're trying to get a fight in July. Mm-hmm. Do you have any? You know, you don't really care who you just want somebody or yeah, just want somebody. You know? yeah. I told you, dude, I'll get my boxing license so you can build your <laughs> pad, I'll, I'll help you pad your record. And shit, just don't hit me too hard. But yeah. Just take the body shot. And go Dude, down. I will shit myself <laughs> in that ring if you punch me in the gut. <laughs> it will you, not be you're nice. gonna cut down to 130. Fuck no, dude. We just had pizza today. I'm not planning on cutting anyway anytime soon. I had chicken and waffles. See, that sounds good. Dude, chicken and waffles. From where? Uh, the Broken Egg Cafe. Broken Egg. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever gone? Um, the Black Bear Diner. They just opened one up in Pasadena. You should go there. They did. It's good. Where's it? Yeah. Uh, you know where the like Razoo's and Chewy's yeah. is? Mm-hmm. It's right across the street. Okay. It's they have one over here and it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I love bears, so I was all about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's like a country breakfast kind of place. Nice. It's it's real good. Kind of like Kelly's or like yeah. Okay. They have like chicken and waffles. I think that's what I got the first time. Only was chicken and waffles, and it's really good. Try the Cook Shack down the street. The cook Shack, dude. Yeah. You so like you spicy food? I like spicy food, man. I'll eat again. You want to go? Like, but it's it's a hot fried chicken though. Hot fried chicken. Oh, yeah, I like hot fried chicken. They uh they have the Texas heat chicken. That's that's the first one I got from spicy. there. It's really freaking spicy. And then they have the AMF, which is hotter than that. You have to sign I'm a waiver good. to get it. I love spicy food. Really? Yeah. Fuck no. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm chilling, dude. What kind of chicken chicken sandwich, like, man. Spicy is it? Like, what do they put on it? Like, it, they said it's habanero. The Texas heat. They said the Texas heat is habanero. So and I'm just like, but that's freaking, it's so much hotter than what I So a and is, it's the like ghost pepper. peppers like and ghost all that stuff. And stuff. Yeah. Like, and they Fuck like, no. they dehydrate yeah. them and shit. So like you get every bit of that pepper on there. Yeah, I'm all right. And you make it into like a powder. Like when they said that, cause like when they make your chicken, like they make the chicken, it's, 
like um, you can tell it's like freshly cooked, but yeah. like they have to season each one differently and stuff because of how intense it is. So if you finish it, is it free? Or? Nah. No, no, <laughs> they don't care about you. Yeah, they they, they want you to pay for a chicken sandwich and then they want to laugh at you yeah, for trying some spicy ass food, man. That's crazy. But yeah, man, if you're trying to get a chicken sandwich, we'll take you out. We'll get you. Get you. Would right. you try the Texas heat? I would. Or okay. actually, you know what? When we went out with Brett. Brett Kelly, one of the fighters we just hung out with, yeah. and he got the chicken tenders, and he got like two of the uh, medium and then one Texas heat. You could do that. I'll get the sandwich. Your sandwich? Texas That's what I'm sandwich. talking about, dude. It's, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. It's just like halfway through, it's a lot. I, did, like, I think when I first tried it, I got up and went straight to his fridge and was pouring a glass of milk. <laughs> and he started, he just looked at me and was like, can I have some? He's like, go ahead, man. <laughs> It's like, I'm not having fun, dude. It was too damn hot. But it's good, though. It's great. They have these things called dragon fries, and they're like, they put like a white pepper on them. Mm-hmm. So, and, um, so you can't, I don't know what else they put on them, but they're spicy fries. And uh, they put enough stuff on them, though, whatever they put, you know, like you can't see it. So you don't even know that they're spicy. And I remember, like, after eating the Texas heat, like, I was eating a shit ton of fries to try to take the, the spice away, <laughs> and it just made it worse, dude. But it was really good, though. What else do we have around here, food wise? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's all right. Got Perry's. Perry's. I ain't going freaking Perry's, bro. <laughs> That's Perry's too expensive. Perry's. I haven't been to Perry's. No, it's delicious. Steak. No, Steak. It's expensive as hell, but it's, yeah. it's good. I like Samurai. Have you been there? No. Yeah. Samurai. Yeah. We went to Samurai. Wait. That's where we took David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I know what we're talking about. This is good. Yeah, that place is real good. There's a all-you-can-eat sushi place up the street I haven't been to yet. Ohio? Yeah. I like sushi. You should try Ohio. It's, it's all-you-can-eat. It's like... 20, 24 bucks? That's not bad. Maybe. You ever had Hot Pot? Hot Pot? No. It's all right. It's, you have to go to the right place. There's this place called Go Shabu down the road. They use a lot of frozen seafood. And I think it's, it's kind of cheap, me personally. So when I eat it, I'm like, eh. But there's, there's some Hot Pot places that do it pretty, pretty legit. It's basically they put a big pot of broth. When it's, you control the heat on it, so it's mm-hmm. boiling all the time, and you put your meat in there and cook it or you put the food in there and cook it cool. your son might like to go check it out it's like a, it's a cool to do it you know you cook it yourself and stuff like that mm. right in the middle like yeah yeah it's pretty cool so what else what else you got going on in life oh, actually real quick the i kind of remember you saying that you were talking to or you know a producer music mm-hmm. yeah who was it I know a couple down here and then a couple over there. Who are the ones down here? Producers? Yeah. Uh, I have a, a kind of like my fiance's cousin. His name is Damon. He's a producer. Um, there's one more that goes to Rayburn. No, no. Was it David Yera? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I thought so. I, I thought you knew David. I was like, I think I think that was one of the ones that he had talked about because my friend Gilbert works with him. He's a good setup. And, I like his yeah. setup. He's a really chill dude, too. He's real chill, yeah. Well, yeah, what else you got going? What else you trying to do before you before like, you head back to camp? Before camp? Um, kind of just hang out with family. Just grub. Um, Memorial weekend is this weekend, right? Just coming yeah. up weekend, yeah. yeah. Probably going to go see my grandparents and spend time with them. Kind of like family, you know? Like yeah. Family's the main thing, I think. I don't know, being away, it makes you really like cherish that. You uh, you get recognized by anybody yet? Mm-hmm. Like, oh dang, that's Carlos now. Yeah, like down here. Yeah, 
I actually had a couple, couple people like come up to me and say that and textures and stuff like that. That's cool. That's it's cool, nice. man. It feels good, yeah. It's only going to get bigger. Are you so, ready for that? Um, yeah, you're kind of ready for it, yeah. I like my private life. I was going to say, you're kind of quiet, man. You're kind of to yourself. You're going to have people yeah. flocking to you. I'm an introvert, but I, I can be an extrovert. You're going to be able to go outside and get swarmed with people and people shoving things in your face to sign. <laughs> can't go get the mail anymore. <laughs> No, I'm ready for it. You know, I'm just I'm ready to take over 135, honestly. Yeah. And so when you get to the top, who's uh, the one person you're looking forward to fighting? If Devin Haney's still there, I'll probably yeah. be Devin Haney. Yeah, I'll Devin respect Haney. also when Dude. I ask that question, you know, because like, he holds himself very high. He, he does, yeah. Yeah. He's probably going to be the ones with all the belts anyways. Yeah. So. I don't know, man. Cambosis is... Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Who do you got? <sighs> I got Devin Haney. I don't know why, but I got him beating Cambosis. Unless Cambosis knocks him out or yeah. rocks his shit. I think I picked Haney too, right? When you asked me yeah. about that. I, I, I want to see Cambosis win just because that dude is, um, he's, he's a fucking grinder. He's fun to watch, but so is Devin Haney. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cambosis was, was like a 7-1 to one underdog when he beat Lopez. He was, yeah. Yeah, he was a heavy underdog. And then just went out there first round. At first, he was kind of get boxed up a little bit, mm-hmm. but... He dropped him, and then after that, it was just kind of like back and forth. Yeah, he, he's explosive. Like I give him that Kimbosis. Yeah. He just, I don't think he he leaves himself open. Like when even on offense, notice that he has yeah. no defense. Yeah, and Devin Haney like is always defensive. You know, there's yeah. no way he's gonna break through that guard. Mm-hmm. And he well, has that reach too. I hope Devin. I or I think Devin Haney wins it, but I, last time I made a prediction, mm-hmm. it was way off. So. Yeah, because I that, just need to keep my mouth shut with that, boxing. <laughs> that uh, that one thirty five pound division, man, it has so much life to it right now. Mm-hmm. So many like top guys, like you can go through the top ten, and it's just like there's nothing but killer after killer too. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot like the lightweight division in the UFC. Yeah, yeah Ryan Garcia is on my hit list too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, can, you, can you give us like a top five? My top five? Yeah, that you're trying to take out. All right, my first one would be for sure. Uh, Devin Haney's like my my goal, you know. Below him, probably him, Cambosis, Ryan Garcia. Pretty much, I think those are my only three. I only think I have five. It's just those three? Those three that's, right that's a good three to have, though. Yeah. You know, uh, once you take one out, then they're all just going to fall down like dominoes. Yeah. I think, in my opinion. Yeah, because once you get to that point, like, you beat one of those guys, is now those guys have to recognize you. Yeah. They have to know who you are. And they're going to be scared, you know? Yeah, they'll act like they don't, but they know they know who you are, and they're like, all right, shit. And then the, after that, they'll try to avoid having to fight until they're ready to, like, they feel like they're ready to take on a challenge, you know? Mm-hmm. I imagine it is hard to get Ryan Garcia to fight you if yeah, you're good. pretty sure. Because he does not seem like he likes to fight people. Well, that, who, I think Oscar's... Um, protecting him i think yeah, yeah he's protecting him a lot yeah, yeah he, he's he's doing whatever he can to keep him too yeah until he meets me oscar i feel like once oscar meets me i feel because i'm mexican you know and i feel like i'll fit right in yeah so you ever you ever be around these golden boy cards enough you ever see them just, just go to them be like hey just cut the crap no no more <laughs> ryan up. like you need to move on now I'm gonna definitely talk to him. I talked to Hopkins. Like, we yeah, had, we had a good chat. Yeah, I saw he was there. That was cool. He gave me some game, you know, like yeah. some real good game. All right, man. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about? You've got going on? Um, no, I'm pretty much covered everything. Uh, no, I think that's it. All right. Well, 
it was good catching up with you. Uh, it's Carlos Nava. He dreams boxing. Uh, looking for nine and zero, and then ten and zero. And straps. I just totally blanked out. We got Cambosis, Ryan Garcia, and then we got Devin Haney on the oh, on the sites. It's coming. It's coming. Alrighty. Well, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for having me.